Had you actually read the email, you would know that the podcast you are about to listen to could contain explicit language and offensive content. These HR experts' views are not representative of their past, present, or future employers. If you've ever heard, my manager is unfair to me, I need you to reset my HR portal password, or can I write up my employee for crying too much? Welcome to our little safe zone. Welcome to Jaded HR. Welcome to Jaded HR, the podcast by four HR professionals who want to help you get through the workday by saying all the things you're thinking, but say them out loud. I'm Warren. This is Feathers. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Christina. All right. As you can hear, we have some special guests with us today, Jasmine and Christina from Baked HR. They have a great Instagram account and a YouTube channel. So if you haven't already, please check them out. So welcome aboard, ladies. Thank you for having us. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourselves and uh, the origin of Baked HR. <laughs> well, I guess I'll go first. So I have been in HR for six years now. All of my HR work has been in the great state of Alabama up until recently when I decided to join an organization that Christina told me to, and now I have to deal with California. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, California, the other C word. Yeah, the other C word. I was about to say roll tie, but then you said California, and I was like, no, no. But yeah, so I'm an HR professional of six years. I've done a few different things in HR, HR assistant, HR generalist, dealing in food service, manufacturing, and DOD work. Mm. And uh, I met Christina, I don't know, I, we never realized how long ago we actually met and started talking. We actually had to go to a conference in Chicago to actually meet each other in person, even though we are living in the same state in <laughs> close enough city. Oh. Yeah. So we are part of the same like local group of HR professionals and somehow our paths didn't physically cross until we were both in Chicago for another name we don't say <laughs> for, for that conference. Um, so I'm Christina Minyard. I have over 15 years of experience in HR and recruiting, and I always call out recruiting separate because HR and recruiting are not the same. No, I totally agree. <laughs> um, I have done a lot of technical recruiting. Where we are located, probably about 80% or more of the industry is government contracting, and so it's a lot of CEDAR. But I've also worked in manufacturing, healthcare, public education. I've pretty much hit them all up. So now I know who I want to work with and who I don't want to work with. <laughs> from Definitely manufacturing. Guy. Definitely manufacturing. That's the way to go. <laughs> they make I it love, so easy. <laughs> I, I love manufacturing. That They are 100% my favorite. I love really? them. You get the best stories, the best recruiting. I mean, it's it's awesome. That's true. That's true. Oh, oh you asked us the origin of Baked HR, oh, yeah. too. What's the... uh, hello. So Jasmine and I, gosh, we thought that we would take the opportunity to start a podcast or a YouTube channel many years ago because we were volunteering a lot with local HR professionals and putting um, some different programming together and finding ways to mentor 
new to HR professionals. And one of the things that we kept hearing, and this was really like Jasmine's area is more of the like new to HR, our HR newbies that she likes to mentor. And these folks were telling us that they were ready to be like a CHRO within six months of graduating. And like, I'm talking for like big, huge businesses, not like a 100 person company. Like they wouldn't be CHROs at, at these but HR the is so easy. <laughs> and we were like, oh, honey, no. <laughs> you have oh, so honey. much more to oh, learn. Honey. <laughs> so between those people and the people who tell us that they get into HR because they love people, we were oh. like, okay, someone has got to start being honest with these people. <laughs> and that's you're, how we got here. You're hitting all of nice. our buzzes, like all yeah. the things. Like, yeah. If I'm in an HR interview and you say, I love people, uh, I'm not fucking hiring you. Sorry. Next. Right. <laughs> I, I, I'm hiring for an intern in one, she skirted so close to saying that she was a people person, but she didn't actually hit it. I was like, Go, good, bravo. So she made it through the phone interview. She'll be coming in in person, <laughs> but they're interns. So I'll, I'm going to be very open-minded about it, but yeah. You're not going to be Warren then. You're going to be a nice, a nicer version of Warren. Yeah. The, the Warren of 30 years ago, who used to <laughs> like people more. Who was so hopeful <laughs> and optimistic. Yeah. That optimistic. I can change the world. So I can be like a 40, CHRO in six months. It's more like 40 years, Warren. <laughs> like, more like 40 years. Well, you, you hit on something new HR folks seeking guidance. And I tell you what, the first run, thing people often do run. is go online. They're looking for something and heaven forbid they end up in one of these HR Facebook groups. Oh my gosh, the stuff that's on those. <laughs> I think are Jasmine you trying to get me riled up? <laughs> <laughs> the, the things that are on there, the questions they ask, it's like, do you not have, you have Facebook, you have Google, Look, look it up. Or when do, when are my W-2s have to be sent out to my employees? Really? You have to ask that? Or just the, the dumbest questions in the world go out there. And those are probably the same people that are ready to be a CHRO next week. And I, I've, I've left all of them actually now. It, it took a little, because I was having fun mocking them for a little while, but <laughs> I, I, and I would never post. I, I, I can't be that mean in public on, on Facebook or anything like that to say, dude, just get another job. You're not, you're not HR. I well, made just rant. Christina just actually did a rant last night on Big Data Live about oh. the Facebook groups, which is, oh. is always great. But I, I do, you know, that's one reason that we wanted to talk to HR newbies because you don't learn HR in the school. Like mm -mm. I've gotten, you know, a bachelor's and a master's degree. And I can't tell you half of the things that I learned in college, but none of it was truly HR based. Or if it was, it was very high level. It doesn't go into in a day in depth of what you should do or just starting out in an organization, what you should know, where you can go to find resources besides the one main one that is always posted <laughs> everywhere that, you have to go behind multiple paywalls in order to get information for. But Facebook groups are definitely not one of the places that HR newbies should go. You got to have some strikes and some some really good strengths to be in that HR Facebook group. Listen, I want them to work. I want the Facebook groups to work. I want them to serve a purpose and to actually solve problems and make HR people better. 
but shit. <laughs> so far I made the now. mistake of asking a question in there. This, Uh-oh. And I knew better. I knew better. I literally had to give myself a 36-hour pep talk. Like, you can do this. You can ask just one question. I needed to look at other people's point systems for one of my manufacturing clients. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying my best to get away from point systems. But I understand they are, like, married to them. They love them. Yeah. Yep. So I'm like, well, let me get some data and compare some. And then some little snotty ass comes in and is like, any kind of system that punishes employees for being sick is a bad one. Ma'am, get off this thread. I understand. (laughs) I know that. I preface this whole question with, I am not advocating for these things. I just need to know if you're willing to let me know what yours looks like. That's it. And if you don't have anything helpful to add, why are you on? Could you just <laughs> screenshot this and send it to your friends and talk trash and not say anything on this thread, please? It, it, it's so it's so pathetic. And there are so many people that just live their vicarious life on Facebook and they're the great keyboard warriors who know everything about everything until push comes to shove. And then I bet in the real world they, they don't know shit from Shinola. But anyway. Right. Yeah. An attorney friend pointed out when when I was reading last night that... Sometimes I know since you were mocking these groups, I know you've seen some crazy stuff that people have posted in there. And it outlines like all these things their company was doing wrong or a manager did wrong that they're totally going to get sued over. An attorney friend was like, a lawyer will subpoena what's in those Facebook groups if they need to. So you've got to remember that when you're in these forums, like you can't just say whatever you want to say. Or people asking, oh, can you send me your policy on this? Well, your company's policy on that topic may not be the our company's policy or even need to be related. Time and attendance, you know, where I work for an IT and engineering company, it's very flexible. You come in, you get your shit done. It doesn't really matter if you're here at eight or nine or whatever, unless there's a deliverable. But sometimes when you need to, there's a job, you need to be there at nine or eight or seven or whatever the time is. That's a different story. And so what is your time and attendance policy? What is your, this policy? Uh, it's just, come on, people. Why does no one want to build a policy around their culture? Like, it should be for well, your organization and serve your needs and your people and your goals. But they want, I mean, no one wants to build their own policy from scratch. Or- it's called work. and thinking think hard about it when i can just go to you and say hey what's your policy for this oh well let me take out this line but everything else we'll just say it fits in there even though we've never discussed this policy with our employees or we've never brought this policy to the table and now all of a sudden we want to say oh hey we've been kind of bored so here's something that we can deliver on versus the other things that you actually want us to deliver on (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, HR, the policy police. So, well, I'm glad I always, it, I always think a little bit differently in the sense of Christina, what you were saying about like, build it around your culture. You're thinking logically. Stop doing that. <laughs> Stop doing I'm that. It, it makes too much sense to actually build it around the culture you want to have. Okay. We don't do that. We steal uh, from other people. We just change the words like Jasmine said, Hey, we're done. I'm good. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'll be at happy hour. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Some of the HR people we know don't do happy hour. That's probably part of their problem. But <laughs> That's I, definitely part of their problem. <laughs> I remember when I worked for one of the big engineering firms around here, and we only had a two-person recruiting team, and it was me and my boss. 
But our department boss in HR, she had a friend who worked for a competitor. And so she called that competitor friend of hers and was like, hey, tell me how you guys do this part of your recruiting. And then came back to us, the two recruiters who actually recruited, Uh and tried to implement this strategy that she had just copy and pasted from her friend. Awesome. And you know that we hated it, one, because she knew nothing about recruiting. Two, she had a whole conversation that didn't include us. And then three, (laughs) turns out a huge chunk of our recruiting strategy was based around college recruiting. They didn't do any college recruiting. They did not hire new grads at all. And you wanted to copy and paste their recruiting process (laughs) directly onto ours, not even asking Do they have similar business goals as us? Does this solve the same problem that we're trying to solve? No, not at all. You're copying and pasting shit that has nothing to do with what we're trying to accomplish. Again, you're thinking logically. (laughs) I'll stop. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) You'll survive so much better in HR. (laughs) Especially in recruiting, because F recruiting. (laughs) Yeah. My first... 10, 12 years were in recruiting and both third party and corporate recruiting. And yeah, I was glad to make that change. (laughs) And today, a portion of my job is recruiting today, but I do have one recruiter and it's, it, you know, it's better being at arm's length for it for me, my standpoint, but it's recruiting is just, just hectic, crazy right now. And the, the labor market has just gone crazy and salaries have gone crazy. I mean, we subscribe to a salary, what do you call it? Well, it's Culpepper, the salary survey company. We subscribe to them. And I'm just wondering the way salaries have skyrocketed the last year. I mean, how accurate is this information? Is it going to be as accurate as like salary.com, which sucks, but everybody wants to think it's great. <laughs> I think they all suck and they are all inaccurate right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I've got to get my, I have till the end of the month to get my Culpepper information in uh, for our company. So, yay, <laughs> another project for me to do. So, I mean, we're dealing with a severe candidate market where the candidate can really set their price, and you're getting companies that will pay for less experience and hope they find the diamond in the rough. I mean, it, it, it has to level set at some point in time, but no, I feel for recruiters right now. I, I mean, you're losing people left and right just because of somebody down the street is going to pay me 5000 more. And the bidding war starts. It's just, yeah, I'm seeing it in my own company alone that we're just, we just throw our hands up in the air and be like, that, good luck. We're, <laughs> we're not going to match that salary. I mean, like, it's, it's stupid the money that you're getting. We know your performance and go ahead and take it somewhere else. And we probably <laughs> won't want you back once you're gone. Like, <laughs> like get, we're not going to pay that salary and we're not going to rehire you. Yeah, good luck. Like, <laughs> peace out. It's not that figure we want to use. We're going to drop one of them. And we're gonna spin it around. Yeah, this is a podcast, so there's no visuals going to make it. To oh, but you, but, but they, they know the visual. They, they know, know the, the visual. visual. <laughs> uh, what John McCain in uh, World War II called it, the, the Hawaiian peace symbol or whatever. We got pictured at the hotel. Oh, not World War II, Vietnam. We got uh, in the Hanoi Hilton thing. But anyhow, I digress. Thanks, Gosh, for, I, thanks I, for that. Well, <laughs> I, I love my history, too. But but you did bring me something, and you mentioned you're both working in the government contracting field, and I'm I'm in that world right now. You know, it's also crazy as you bid on these contracts. We might bid on them three, four years ago at a good solid rate at three, four years ago. But with the explosion of salaries, as people have, we're locked into this rate and we got to try and find someone to do that. So that makes the recruiting, that's just another 
twisting your arm just that much more and telling you, yeah, you're, you're going to, it's just going to be that much easier for you to, to do that. And it's just so much fun, you know, bid competitive rates three years ago in, even with auto escalation and things like that in some of these contracts, it's not keeping up with, no. with today's No, I mean, because what is your auto escalation? Like 2%? 2, 3, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. no, you're not. And I think that COVID, oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where's C the swear word. jar? The you could, you could drop other swear words, but not that word. <laughs> the C word slowed down so many bid announcements that we truly are working off three and four-year-old salary data that does not make sense it does not make sense we can't level it out people are trying to get creative a lot of companies are just eating it and hoping that it pays off in the long run like it is a total total it's, disaster right it's, now uh, it's it's fun <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yeah it, it keeps us on our toes so well, I, I was I had another changing topics completely. I, I'd already let you know my topic, uh, thought of topic of the day of the dead man walking syndrome. So it, it, it's and just to let everybody know, get on, get on the same page of what I'm thinking. You and HR know that John Doe is going to be leaving the company's home, not of his own accord. But you see John in the break room at the vending machines in the parking lot, and you just got to. That that can sometimes be, and it's it's like, oh gosh, I feel bad for him. Or get the hell out of here! I can't wait for you to get the hell out. This day's not coming soon enough. But as HR people, we're entrusted with some of that very very privileged information. Have you encountered that type of situation one way or the other? Whether oh, I feel so bad for John, or dude, this can't happen quick enough. Or you have know where it happened a lot to me was actually in while I was working in manufacturing, that happened about maybe three or four times where I knew an employee was getting terminated. I feel like the employee probably knew they were getting terminated. They should. Really. They really should. And, but like they would come in my office and start asking me just random questions about work or if I would go out to the to the cafeteria like or just walk around the plant trying to get my daily walking with the employees, speaking to people and, you know, seeing how everyone is doing. They'll come up and start talking to me when they've never had a conversation with me before. And I'm just like, okay, if you know, like, don't let's, we don't need to keep playing this game. We could skip this. Yes. <laughs> but I think it was more, it was more so because that was also a union place. So mm. there were certain things that the union had more, a little bit more knowledge about. And so, of course, they would pop, probably warn the employee that something was coming, even if they didn't know it was a full-fledged termination. They just warned them that, oh, hey, HR's been talking about you, about this situation. We've been going back and forth. But, yeah, that that happen, happens a lot in my manufacturing time. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Did you, like, I can't think of a time where this happened to me. So, like, I have questions, Jasmine. Like, okay. do you play it cool or were you like, uh, hey. Who are you again? <laughs> <laughs> and how do you know my name? And do you do you actually work here? <laughs> did, did I put you through orientation or somebody else? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it depends on the situation. There was one that was very serious and so before i had to escort them off of the property we put in play that it would be a suspension even though we knew it would 
end up in termination. I just had to act like nothing was happening because we were still gathering information and statements from employees and it was happening without knowledge. So I just had to play it cool and act like nothing was happening. Oh gosh, I do have one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it hits you just like that. Oh my Wait God. Wait a minute, we were going to fire that person. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. So then you said like triggered this and you know this story already. Oh, Lord. Uh, so in my last corporate gig, I, oh my gosh, y'all. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I've I've tried to block this out of my memory. Like, I'm going to need a therapy session tomorrow after bringing this story up again. <laughs> but just to kind of recap that whole experience, before I accepted that job, when I went and interviewed with the CEO of the company, I wasn't even actively looking for work, but I took the interview just in case. And when I got there the HR manager like met me at the front and signed me in and offered me coffee put me in the conference room she had no idea what I was there for why I was interviewing and I was interviewing for a recruiting manager role and so the CEO comes in and we're talking and I can't really tell if it's going well or not and then we were almost done and he's like I want you to take over HR too and I was like oh I just Matt, your HR manager, what's that about? And he said, oh, she doesn't know yet. And I was like, oh, this is about to be some shit. (laughs) It's called drama. (laughs) And they made me a really, really good offer. So I was like, all right, let's do it. So... So you became a CHR. Got it. Six months, six months in the world. Like. <laughs> right. I practically ran the entire company. Yeah. No, so... They created another position for her to move into, and it was, like, totally unrelated to HR. It was, like, purchasing logistics or something. And, I mean, mean, they fully made it up for her. Everyone knew they made it up, except for me. Like, I thought maybe that was really something she was interested in. And so a few months into my time there, I had to fire her. I had to fire the person that I basically replaced, who obviously, like, had a grudge against me for coming into that role. And when I tell y'all that she came in there just as sassy as could be, I had to fire two employees who had been with the company for a while and done a lot of work. And one was a very good friend of the CEO's. So that shocked everyone. And immediately after that one, I fired her, the person who used to be the HR manager. And she like slams her badge down and she's like, am I getting fired? I don't even have to do it. You know the paperwork, you ran HR, you know the hospital. See ya. And I am very much like, let's just, if we know we're terming someone, let's do it like right away. Like at the beginning of the day, we don't have to wait for the end of the day. They wouldn't let me do hers at the beginning of the day because she had a friend that worked in our security and accounting department. And so they wanted to make sure that she was gone whenever I carried out the termination because she was probably going to be upset for her friend. 
So I had to do it over lunch. So the whole day, I'm just like locked in my office. So I don't interact with anyone at all. Like I'm not, I don't want to see you at the coffee pot. I don't want to see Leave me you. alone. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm on a very important call right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fire you too if I have to. And then, so when I'm doing her out processing, she tries to correct what I'm doing back to the way that she did out processing when she was over HR. And I was like, oh, no, that's not how we do it because I changed her process because her process was wrong. <laughs> it was wrong. It was so bad. And so that was just a lot of fun. Oh. Uh, my my favorite thing you said of, out of all of that was she brought a lot of sass. Brought, and listen, I'm not a nice person. And I, <laughs> I, you're, an H, you're definitely an HR person. <laughs> <laughs> and she come in there with that sass. I was just like, ma'am. <laughs> a lot of uh, Alabama sass going on. Huh? <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but Christina. Alabama accent is coming out tonight. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm too tired to find it. I haven't adjusted to the time change yet. <laughs> oh, damn. Yes. We're recording the Monday after daylight savings. And yeah, I, I struggled today as well. But but Jasmine, you, you brought up something. It's always been a pet peeve of mine. Why is it that HR has to walk the person through the walk of shame? There, there are so many better people, I mean, to to do that. I mean, uh, oh, what do you got, Feathers? I, I love it. I'm like, don't fuck with us. <laughs> <laughs> you already think I'm the cops? I'll walk your ass out the door, too. <laughs> Listen, I told her when I let her go, I was like, and it's not like it was my decision. I just executed it because no one else could. I was like, don't bother packing. Like, we're going to pack your stuff and send it to you. Like, <laughs> Didn't even let her back in there. I did uh, have to walk her out though because I took her badge. But yeah, I like I tell managers like especially in that instance. One thing that I got away from was firing employees. Like they they would have the HR business partner come in and terminate the employee, and I was like, I don't know this per I don't know why we're terminating them. I, we talked about this last night. Like I'm not their manager. I don't know. I could read the documentation that you wrote up, but. You're their manager. They know mm -hmm. you. You terminate them. And they're just mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, but you're HR. I'll tell them about their benefits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, you, you nailed it right there. I mean, it's so funny how the managers just melt into nothing. Like, no, I can't fire them. You have to do it. I mean, it's it's hilarious. But I'm the same as you, Jasmine. Like, no, I get it. My responsibility is to be there and make sure it's professional, make sure all the things that are done properly, I'll take care of their benefits. But you're saying the words, not me. You are saying you are terminated, you're fired. Whatever words you want to use, I don't care. But you're saying it, oh, not no, me. No, we do care. We do. Yeah. Well, well, that's true. Sorry. Let me rephrase that. Let me bring some sass up in there. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I prefer the manager to do their own firing, but... When push comes to shove, if they're pussyfooting around about it, oh, I don't, I don't know, fine, just, just rip the Band-Aid off and go. I mean, say it immediately, get it out the way, let the boo-hoos come, and then and then deal with it from there. But that's part of being a manager is letting letting their, your own people go versus is we don't hire for you. You make your own hiring decisions, at least I hope in most places they do. You can be the one to let them go, and we'll do the administrative funness afterwards in terms of the benefits, the Cobra, uh, you know, uh, things like that. But 
Yeah, so too much fun. You know, something I've never experienced, but I just wondered how it would be. Because I don't, even being in HR, I don't deal well with tears. Like, if you start crying, like, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know how to help you. I can give you a tissue in this. But I've never been in a situation where, like, the manager was crying as well as the, like, employee was crying. I don't know how it would handle that. Uh, I'm not good at handling tears. <laughs> I, <laughs> I... I don't know. I'm I'm not a cry touchy feely type of person and I don't like I don't like the tears and when the tears flow it's like my level of awkwardness which is already like a 10 <laughs> goes to like a 20. I'm like okay, now what the hell do I do? And, and especially being a man and if it's a woman crying in front of me, I'm like I, I I'm just totally lost now. Uh you know, you, because also you got to be careful what you say at that moment. Oh, yeah. we're, I'm yeah. sorry. First, you don't ever say I'm sorry. You know, no. that's that the situation. You don't say I'm sorry. You, you just, there's things you, once again, you don't say. And, oh, I understand. No, you don't understand. You know, raise your hand if you've been fired. Mine's been, I've been fired before and I, I've been on that side of the house. But so I, I have a feeling, I have an idea what it feels, but I don't know your world and what's going on. And how bad it is for you, you know, and like I said, being a man on top of it, when it's a, a female crying in front of you, I, it's just a, a second layer of awkwardness that uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how to deal with like just uh, words are going, going uh, somebody help me, somebody help me, somebody help me. Somebody help me. <laughs> Somebody's tapping. Jasmine has a rule that you have to wait until you get into your car to cry. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I think I have I have gotten up and left someone in my office and let them I'm I've said I'm going to give you a minute to get yourself together. Yeah, I'll be right back because I I don't do I don't do tears either. What are we crying about? Stop. Yeah, yeah, and you know, there's nothing wrong with giving. We're we're turning very unjaded here, but there's nothing wrong with giving someone a minute to collect themselves and. And, and things like that. They could do it in their car. That's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm like the same. Like, just for, yeah, we prefer yeah. you do it in your car. This conversation would be 45 seconds. Anything after that is on your own. You could do it outside. <laughs> yeah. That'll be after I've already walked you out. Just of the a trap door open. Yeah. <laughs> the, what is but it? But no, the... Jasmine, to your point, I don't think I've ever had a manager start crying. I've had a manager like freak out like right before the actual termination. But man, if a manager started crying, I, I don't know if I could keep it together. I'd probably tell both of them off like, yeah. seriously but this is going in your performance review <laughs> oh yeah yeah i'm gonna be calling your manager as soon as this conversation's over it's what rough. made you think of that jasmine why would you ask such a correct now it's gonna happen to one of us like in the next two weeks because you put it out there uh, maybe somebody will come in you know on the podcast and, and tell us a little bit about it but Cause you know we get some. That might be a story that we we should put up to pro, uh, promote this in, in the stories. Because you know we get some crazy responses when we do when we put up different questions on um, Baked HR Instagram. This might be a good one to see who's had some tears shed by a manager during Very the termination process. Because <laughs> you know they don't want to do it. Like you know, fellas say they like, they freak out and they don't know what to do, even though they've done it before. I mean, I get it. It's a, it's a process. No one wants to actually have to terminate somebody, but I don't know. You just, you never know the type of personalities that you get together and then 
if it's a new manager and they're just like, I'm sorry, I don't know what to do with this. I'm just, I just, I have to find you. They told me that I have to find you. I thought oh. you were doing well, but I. <laughs> the manager will blame HR. HR says I got to fire you. You know, yeah, that's 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 my favorite too. Uh, HR yeah, says the... it's it's not me. I HR. think you're wonderful. You're wonderful. <laughs> Happens a lot in manufacturing. HR says oh. you got to go. Like, Manufacturing ah. distribution? Oh, constantly. Oh, oh gosh. Y'all, y'all said something that made me think of something. Just as soon as it came in my brain, poof, it's gone again. But uh, <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> Awkward. Uh, yeah. With the stories like Jasmine mentioned, for, I feel like I, I, it, I feel burdened to let everyone know we can fucking see who sends us replies. Like when we do like the question and you can send in like your little story through the little box. It's mm-hmm. not anonymous, huh? Like we oh. reposted it anonymously, but we've learned a lot about y'all. Uh, you I put it out like, there. Thank I want to make sure everyone knows we can see. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I got to get better at doing that on our Instagram too, is putting out some res- things for responses. Because, uh, yeah, I'm not, not good at that either. Tried hiring my, well, not anymore, teenage daughter to take over our social media accounts. No interest. <laughs> so, Christina, Christina, as a as a recruiter, I have a question for you. Okay. This is a topic that I think I want to go down the path sometime, both uh, Warren and I. But if, uh, is, if there is one question that you really want to ask a candidate, knowing that you can't, <laughs> what would you want to ask? A question that I know I can't ask, but what would I really want to ask? Like, are you an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I feel like you can find a way to professionally ask that one. <laughs> That's a good question, but I think genuinely. Are you going to be late? Because I know you're telling me you're not, but are you really going to be late? I, this is you, you at your what? best. What do you look like in two years from now? <laughs> Uh, okay. So, and I know that you can't ask these questions, but, you know, maybe something like, have you ever stolen someone else's content and reposted it as your own? Have you ever faked a pregnancy to get the FMLA benefits? <laughs> like, that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, you know what? You want to be late? Be late, boo. We don't care. We don't care. But <laughs> it's this other stuff, this other but I think uh, 99% of the time, what I'm really trying to get from employ- or from candidates through a series of questions is what the fuck do you actually want? Yeah. Like, <laughs> why are you, like, tell me real deal, bottom line, why you're interested in this position, why you want me to present you as a candidate for this role. Like, let's skip all of that. Just tell me, tell me the God's honest truth, yeah. what we're doing here and let me see what I can do for you. That wasn't very unjaded of you. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I love recruiting and I have a lot of love for candidates, which totally doesn't make sense because I do not like people at all. But I feel like we have put together such a crappy process for recruiting that I just immediately feel bad for candidates. They have to navigate a crappy process. They have to navigate a performative process interview process they're getting advice from everyone who's ever had a job before because if you've got one job then you can tell other people how to get a job and so i just i just feel bad for them so yeah i'm very unjaded when it comes to candidates. <laughs> hiring managers and other recruiters totally different story yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, Iron Mantras are the opposite end of the spectrum. But yet, last week you told me you wanted these specs. Today you're saying you want these, and they're not the same thing. Yeah, and by the way, compensation up ten thousand dollars this week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, I have one more thing to throw out there and get y'all's opinions on before we we call it a day. Uh, this is from our friend John Hyman. He put today on LinkedIn, the fourteenth, uh, a, a new candidate for his worst employers contest. So I want to get your thoughts on this. Denise Hernandez, a former state elections administrator, gave her employees what she told them was spark energy drink. She left out the fact that she spiked it with colon cleanse. When they finished drinking the pink liquid, she showed them the canister of colon cleaner, and some were already experiencing stomach pain. I think we just lost Christine. Uh, Jasmine's eyes got as big as mine. We both went like, holy <laughs> shit, literally. She, <laughs> she, literally. The, the, the Hernandez then began taunting co-workers by singing, you drank colon cleanser. To wrap it all up, earlier this month, Hernandez was sentenced to 18 months probation and 80 hours of community service for assault. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to y'all. I've what? had that thought. I was not expecting that. At <laughs> 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 all. But to, she have to get some hands after, <laughs> after I could stop going to the restroom. <laughs> it's going to be sass up in here. <laughs> whole enough de new definition of sass is coming your way. <laughs> yeah, a whole, a whole different kind of sass. Listen, this is why you do not accept food or drinks from nope. people at work. No. Nope. I'm telling uh, you don't know people's homes, you don't know people's habits, and you don't know what the heck they're going to put in your... That is, why would she do that? <laughs> and then sing song at him. Like, oh, you just, like I would have... Uh, it's like the famous scene of The Help. Like, what is she, what kind of pie does she just eat? <laughs> uh, 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 but oh, my God. It goes to what are, what, what are people what? thinking? Why? What? You what wake up mind? and you just think, like, this is going to be, like, a fun thing for me to do at work today. Like. <laughs> and keep my job. <laughs> get promoted. Uh, get promoted get at fired. that. Yeah, get promoted at that. Then I can draw unemployment. Hey, I got fired. Uh, can, I, can, I can, my can you benefits. think of the unemployment claim? Because you unemployment and you had to respond to that. <laughs> the case, the caseworker. So wait a minute, hold on. You're, you're you're screwing with me, right? You made the whole company do what? You're gonna skip the paperwork part. I need both of you all to get on the phone because I need a play by play reaction of what you're telling me. No, you don't. You don't want to play by play. And just let's note though, it's only March. I mean, we have nine more months. I mean, he could find somebody to top this, but I don't know. I have so many questions. Do you Can don't we want get answers. Denise on the show? <laughs> Is that was that her name, Denise? Denise Hernandez. Yeah, I don't think she'd accept an invitation. I bet you her her LinkedIn and all her other accounts would be closed now. I feel horrible for any other Denise because people would be like, "Are you are you the Denise? Are you, are that, you the Denise? Are, are you that Denise? The former state elections administrator. Like, 
ask to get hired. Like, no. Oh, what about the next time that those employees are, like, participating in some, like, really lazy, crappy, like, um, like, icebreaker in a group setting? And they say, like, what's the, what's the worst day of your job? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> One good thing is I bet that stopped company potlucks. <laughs> you know, one of the very first episodes, Patrick and I, we discussed <laughs> company potlucks. And, you know, the person who seems messy and you're not going to touch their food is, you know, they come to work with dog hair or cat hair all over mm. them. And you know that their food is just crawling with who knows what. Is there just not a clean person? At the end of the potluck, they're their little crock pot or whatever is still full, you know, unless it came, you know, prepackaged like in elementary school, they make, you can't bring homemade good cook, baked goods, cupcakes and things for birthdays anymore, at least in a lot of our areas, because, you know, food tampering and allergies and all that other fun stuff. So I, yeah, at, the, at the end of the potluck, they're like, oh, this is my, my pet red um, Jameson is just hanging out in the crock pot. <laughs> oh, where did this mouse come from? <laughs> Listen, we learned, like, I just envision people, like, licking their fingers or something while they're making something or not washing their hands. I just, uh, I don't, I don't want nobody's food. Exactly. Drinks. Unless you really know the person well, I, I'm, I'm tempted to stay away from, from a lot of potluck stuff, but... Anyhow. Just say no to potlucks. <laughs> Just say no to potluck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyhow. Well, ladies, we've, we've had a great time. We're running a, a little long on time, but it's still been a lot of fun. I, I really want to thank you for joining us today. I hope to have you come back. But give, go ahead and give y'all yourself a plug on where to find you online and how to get in touch with y'all. Well, you can find us both at All Things Baked HR. So on Instagram, you can find us at Baked HR. On YouTube, we do have some things on the YouTube where you can find us on the Baked HR channel. Other than that, you can find me personally at HR Jazzy on all the things as well. And I am just H Recruit, a little intersection of my HR and recruiting experience. Alrighty. That's how you can find me. All right. And we've well, had fun too. So thank you so much for having uh, us. And we'll definitely come back. And now you guys have to come on, you know, Baked HR. Uh oh. Done. <laughs> well, uh, before we wrap things up today, we want to thank the underscore orchestra for the use of our theme song, Devil the Devil, and Andrew Culpa, our voice artist for uh, the disclaimer. And if you are enjoying the show, uh, please support us. There's a link tree in the show notes that can take you to uh, our Instagram page uh, where you can get in connection with us, send us an email, uh, you can buy us a beer. But most importantly, leave us a review on one of your favorite podcast players, whether it's Apple or Spotify, anything like that. Please let us know. And we will be back in another two weeks. So as always, I'm Warren. This is Feathers. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Christina. And we're helping you survive HR one what-the-fuck moment at a time. <laughs>